This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com. Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I'm Jamie Arrington. He's Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, man. It is fantastic to be back. Just got done. Got back from the work. Got me a little workout in. Very little. Not like a Kirk Overby style workout, but a workout nonetheless, and I am ready to rock. Now, we haven't been on the podcast together in a couple of months, and we got some pretty interesting news uh, a week or so ago. Why don't you fill the listeners in? on what's happening with To The Top Talk. Okay, To The Top Talk. Um, we got voted, we got nominated, right, for the Best of the Pine Belt. Best of the Pine Belt is a uh, yearly award show. What is this, like year three or four they've done this thing? Maybe um, five. It's been, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. It's really turned into a really cool production. It kind of culminates um, with a huge throwdown at the Sanger in downtown Hattiesburg. Uh, to announce all the winners, and I've never been nominated for anything. I'm not really per se, you know, personally nominated, but you get nominated all the time. It's my first time to do it, and um, and I really hope that we make it to where we can walk on stage. <laughs> <laughs> for, all right, so for the way they do this, who gets on stage? So they have like a lot of categories. They have like hundreds of categories, and then like the top ten or fifteen, and they do it off of the amount of votes they get. So the the ones that get the most votes. Uh, as a category will be on the show so uh yeah go vote for to the top talk and uh you know yeah you can go to um i have it right here so you go to festival festival south.org uh voting doesn't start until february the 14th which is this thursday but you can go to festival south.org and you know we really didn't push anybody to nominate us um but now that we've been nominated the full court press is on if you know what i mean so um I really want to win this thing. Everybody listens to the show or just loves Southern Miss or whatever. However many IP addresses you can get a hold of, uh, vote. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. Well, we were talking about doing an episode last week, and I'm glad that we didn't because it it was a very eventful week last week and a lot of – a lot of cooler heads have prevailed – uh, a lot of people have calmed down. A, a lot of people upset on both sides of whatever argument, and rightfully so. But we're going to kind of take it through the timeline of what went down and just kind of give our thoughts on some things. All right, so the first thing that happened, and we, we haven't even really talked about this on the show other than me kind of alluding to it on the, the previous episode. But the first thing that happened in this row of dominoes is it was announced by Houston that that's the Houston Cougars that they were bringing on Southern Miss offensive coordinator Shannon Dawson to be an offensive coach on their staff. And that was uh that was you know kind of <laughs> as we go through this 
uh, we're going to kind of wonder why we got away from that thinking for a while, because when that happened, it was, woohoo, you know, the Wicked Witch is dead. Finally got him out of here. Give Scotty the reins and let's roll. Uh, and then, as you're going to get into it, um, all hell kind of broke loose. But there were a lot of people, I mean, a lot of fans. The the I think a lot of the core fans kind of understood that Shannon Dawson was adequate. And uh, he was not a terrible coach, just not really what we were used to. And was not really bringing the kind of results that we were going to need to get ourselves back to a conference championship. And there were other things in play and, and, and some coaching just, you know, changes were made, various spots on the staff that could, uh, pay, you know, impact our offense and the team as a whole moving forward. So that was great. But yes, Shannon Dawson going to Houston was the first thing that happened. Up next, it was more of a rumor, but it was rumored that uh, running backs coach Les Kenning uh, might be a co-offensive coordinator with Scotty Walden. And that was put to a halt when Les Kenning took the offensive coordinator job at Kansas. Mm -hmm. And the reason he took the offensive coordinator job at Kansas is because Kansas's, is that, is that the right plural or possessive term? Kansas's, <laughs> uh, offensive coordinator of just a couple of weeks, Chip Lindsey is now, and that's a, that's a former Southern Miss offensive coordinator. He is now the head coach for the Troy Trojans. So by him going to Troy, our, uh, who was in line to be at least a, a co-offensive coordinator, Les Kenning, is headed to Kansas. So that kind of brings you up to speed on kind of how this started to take, to kind of come to fruition. The next thing that happens, and I heard, uh, you know, somebody asked me about this. A couple of days before it was announced, I had no idea that it was even a possibility, but the rumor kind of got out that Art Browse, the former head coach of the Baylor Bears, and before that, the Houston Cougars, was a candidate for our offensive coordinator position. And you could look at the pros and cons on both sides of this thing. I mean, Art Browse, a brilliant offensive mind. On the flip side of that, there are a lot of bad things that happened on the campus at Baylor during his watch. Uh, what actually he's responsible for, you know, it, it's never been, he's never been convicted in a court of law, but what exactly happened with him, um, it, it definitely was a cause for concern for some people, and understandably so, but at the same time, this is somebody who's probably going to get a coaching job at some point, and more than likely, it will be in our conference. <laughs> Probably so. And as it turns out, and well, I like how you set that up because you had, you really had to break it down into two different, um, frames of thought. You, you had to, you got the one side where is he going to help the team? You know, are we going to be better? Just a pure football side. That's almost not even arguable. Um, one of the most brilliant offensive minds that anybody's seen in the last 10 years. And then you had the other side. <laughs> Which had, um, you know, not a whole lot to do with, with, uh, with on the field, anything and everything to do with off the field, everything. So, so you just had to ask yourself really three questions. It came down to three different things. Uh, would we have been better? Would there have been backlash? And would the wins outweigh the backlash? Right. And then, you know, Twitter and everything else, uh, went bonkers on both sides of it. Um, heated discussions on both sides. And the only real thing that really bothered me was the people that just refused to see the other side. Right. Um, 
I, I, I'd like to think that I can see every single side of it. And I'm not just trying to stay neutral here. I can totally see Bennett's point of view. I can totally see Hop's point of view. Um, and and I, I was kind of on everybody's side. <laughs> so uh, I was just waiting to, to see what was going to happen. And I really wish that it hadn't come down to that rift between Bennett and Hop. But um, like you said, I think cooler heads have prevailed. And um, we've talked about it off air. But, you know, if you can just take yourself back to just right before this started, man, we're in great shape. You know, great recruiting class coming in. Dawson's gone. Um, looking forward to our next offensive coordinator. Uh, people, not, not a whole lot of people think we could have done any worse than what we had. Uh, a favorable schedule, I think. Only five home games, but they're spread out enough to where maybe the crowds aren't going to eat each other up. We can, you know, back to back weekends. So everything was looking fantastic until this leak happened, and and here we are. Well, as you alluded to, so on this on signing day, so the leak gets out there that Coach Hobson is, um, you know, considering bringing in Art Bryles to be the offensive coordinator. So. On the morning of signing day, that was last Wednesday, uh, Dr. Bennett releases a short press release that reads, We have met with Art Browse regarding a position with the Southern Miss football program. Following that meeting, we informed him that he is not a candidate. The university will have no further comment on this matter. It wasn't like five minutes after that was posted, and uh, one of the members of the press, maybe it was Brett McMurphy, McMurtry, Mm-hmm. Uh, tweeted out a, a statement that looked like it was a note on his phone that he took a photo of and sent it to him. And, and Hop said, you know, although I respect the decision of Dr. Rodney Bennett, I disagree with it. I am so grateful for the grace and forgiving God who uh, allows me to inherit his kingdom, which I do not deserve. I have interviewed Art Browse for an assistant position at Southern Miss, and I believe he is a man who deserves a second chance. So both sides of the thing. So you have um, a lot of backlash coming in. Social media on campus, uh, different avenues, you know, at Dr. Bennett about this is somebody that you don't want to bring on campus, you know, this, you know, given his reputation and what happened at Baylor. And then you have Coach Hobson who, you know, looks at this guy as, okay, maybe, you know, he did his, he's served his time, so to speak. Um, I don't, and I think that the investigation is not completely over yet with that, but he, Got to know Art Bryles well enough to where he felt like he would be a, a good addition to his staff. And, and somebody, somebody else to throw in the mix here. The, the reason I believe this all came about would be to former Southern Miss head coach Jeff Bauer, who developed a friendship with Bryles during Bryles' time at Houston when Bauer was at Southern Miss. Um, you know, they got to know each other and I feel like Bauer, you know, more than likely vouched for him and thus, you know, Bauer was kind of a mentor to Hop. So he brings him in. He thinks, okay, well, this is a guy who can come in and coach our offense and, and do it better than anybody else we have access to given, especially given our limited, extremely limited, limited budget and, and what we have to pay assistance. So I totally, you know, although I don't think press releases were the best move for either of them at this point, um, I do think that I understand Hop's frustration. Sending out mm-hmm. that press release, probably not the best move to make at that juncture. But at the same time, I mean, you, you've been at this program. You have an administrator who says who's done some good things for the university, but he, you know, athletics has slipped tremendously during his tenure. Talking about Dr. Bennett. And 
you can't fault him for a lot of what happened, but at the same time, I, I understand, you know, Hop's budget, you know, keeps going down and down. The amount of TV revenue is going down. He's trying to, to to keep coaches here, not lose coaches to other Conference USA schools. He has a chance to to get a guy who he thinks is not going to be a threat of any kind to students on the campus. Um, so he brings him in. So I totally understand both sides of it, and I, I totally understand, you know, the, some of the fans' perspective is, okay, this is not somebody I want representing our school. And on the flip side, this is somebody that could do wonders for our program and be a huge asset. And, you know, it's not like he was out there um, signing off on what happened on campus. It's not like he would be here, you know, um, encouraging assaults or anything like that. So you know, if you look at it with a level head, perhaps he could have been a, a really good fit. And, and Hobson – is somebody that I, I think of as a very strong character uh, individual. Um, you would think that if Hop vouched for him, that Hop had, had done his research and and really thought that he would be a good asset here at Southern Miss. No doubt. And I thought that Bauer was probably the wild card um, that 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 might you know tip the scales uh, in favor of of Art Browse being hired. Um, just about you know everybody's favorite son, and uh, it it, lo- it really looked like the 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 stars were aligning, and we were gonna get this humongously uh, huge get in an offensive mind for just a bargain basement price. But I mean to play the flip side of it though, because I'm I, I want to see us score 50 a game and win the conference title and play on New Year's Day. That's what I want to do. Um, but I also love the university, so I got to put myself in Rodney Bennett's shoes just for a second. And he's he's the president, okay? He's he's more than athletics. Athletics is a very big deal, but it's not the whole deal. Like you said, he's done a lot of things for university, brought in more research money the last, you know, four or five years and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I, I, I really have to ask myself, like, okay, so we want to bring this guy in. Well, let me ask you this, Hop. Did we get rid of the last guy? Yes. Um, is the new guy that we got coming in, the new offensive coordinator coming in, even though we don't know who it is, uh, do you think he's going to be better than the last guy? Well, yeah. Well, do you think he's already on campus? I'm still talking about Scotty Walden here, and my answer would be yes. So if I'm Bennett, I'm saying, well, how many more wins is Art going to get us, you think? How long is he going to be here? One. What do you think, maximum two years, one recruiting season? So all this backlash is going to happen, um, and the whole time we're still probably going to be better than we were last year. So how many more wins is that going to equate to? Uh, I don't know, two. So say we're going to win eight to nine next year, which might be a little bit of a stretch, but who knows? Eight to nine, I think, is the least reasonable. Is he going to get us to 11? Probably not. So now you're talking about hiring a guy and dealing with all this backlash for maybe one recruiting season and maybe one extra win. If I'm Rodney Bennett, that's the way I probably would have looked at it, okay? Then when all the backlash started flowing in, I, you know, hey, no go, not now. Maybe who knows? Who knows in the future? But the skillet's too hot. Sorry, let's move on. That I mean, does that sound like maybe that would have been the thought process? I mean, somewhere along the lines. It's a very ra- rational observation. And shortly after, so Hop's Hop, uh, the tweet comes out with Hop's statement, and he started catching a lot of backlash from a lot of people. Some of them, uh, you know, Southern Miss people. Some of them, not Southern Miss people. And uh, you know, a lot of people. I felt the issue that I had. Okay, well, let's talk about the, the two articles that came out. I'm not going to 
name them. I'm not going to tell you where to go look them up because they don't need the clicks. But basically, there was one article that came out uh, from a national website that said that Hobson tried – basically, they had sources that Hobson tried to pull this off without Dr. Bennett knowing. They kind of alluded that this was something he tried to – um you know, do under the table without uh, Bennett's knowledge. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Uh, every indication we have, a, 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 and of course the press release that's coming out today, um, is that that's, that that wasn't what happened. Um, then there was another article by somebody who it appeared that was, had a very stout agenda with what they were trying to do. And, she kind of published that there was a there was a football player that we had recruited and had come to Southern Miss and we were going to sign who had uh, a history of being accused of multiple rapes by knife point, which is a horrible, horrible thing. Um, he didn't put that information on his application. They ran it, you know, through the athletic department and they caught it and he was not admitted into school so he's not on the program but then she went into some other cases where hop had given other second you know two in particular where hop had given players second chances while he was at Alcorn, and that was such a very limited and a very a lot of selective outrage with that article because if you look at look at all the junior colleges and all the players who have played junior college football and the things they have done or have been accused of or even been convicted of in some cases. Then you look at the uh, SWAC. You look at those schools. A lot of the kids that get the second chances that go there. Then you look in our own conference and you have two players on board at Marshall. Um, I believe one was actually convicted mm-hmm. of rape, if I'm not mistaken. And And I'm not condoning any of that by any means, but it was a very – it was – a witch hunt to try to come after hop. And the problem that I had with the backlash was I understand it, but at the same time, they don't understand hop. There are people right. that don't know him speaking on him. They don't know the kind of character man he is and they don't know a Southern miss. They don't understand Southern miss. And I really have a problem with people voicing an opinion that have no skin in the game. So I'd see people tweet out, you know, if we hire this guy, I'm never coming to another football game. And then you look at their Twitter profile and there's nothing even remotely tied in with Southern Miss on there. You know, um, the people, you know, bashing Jay Hobson that have never even stepped foot probably in the state of Mississippi, much less on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. So that's where I had the problems. But with any kind of media uproar, you kind of knew that you would have a, a big, there would be like one or two days where it was, uh, you know, a lot of activity and then it would start to die down. So today there was a uh, press release that Dr. Bennett released and it reads the following the university of Southern Mississippi head football coach Jay Hobson. And I have spoken on multiple occasions in recent days and met face to face over the weekend to chart the most successful path forward for the Southern Miss football program. Coach Hobson assured me of his commitment to overseeing a program that upholds the values of the University of Southern Mississippi. I know Coach Hobson to be a man of high ethics and integrity, and I assured him of the university's uh, dedication to continuing our winning tradition. Then it goes on. Our conversation included many topics, including the events of the past week. As a matter of practice, 
Coach Hobson seeks approval from and works in good faith with athletic administration on prospective student athletes who have special or unique circumstances for admission into the university, which is consistent with the university protocol in student-athlete recruitment. Additionally, Coach Hobson notified the university of his desire to meet with Art Browse, which is in his right to do so as head football coach and is in line with the normal university processes. After an intentional and thorough review of Mr. Browse's candidacy, I expressed my reservations and ultimately that review led to the decision that Mr. Browse was not a viable candidate. I consider the matter closed. I'm looking forward to working with Coach Hobson on our mutual priorities and shared goals for the Southern Miss football program and how it contributes to our vision for the University of Southern Mississippi. So, um, It's hard for me to disagree with any of that, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's just lip service. I think he hit it all. I think he was honest. And um, I, I, I don't know how – like we said earlier, I, I don't know how anybody can, can just refuse to see – the other side, like the people that really wanted art, how can you just turn a blind eye to there's probably going to be some backlash, right? Yeah, and you know, Art Browse wasn't convicted of everything, but he, he certainly wasn't innocent of, of from what happened at Baylor. Yeah, for better or worse, uh, he was the head man in charge, and it happened. It didn't happen to like two people uh, or players. It happened to like 31. Um, so, I mean, is is it uh, is it that odd for football players to – you know, at, at the college level to get in trouble with the law? No. When Urban Meyer was in Florida, I think there was like 70-something arrests, and Aaron Hernandez was on the team. All you heard about was Tebow, but, you know, this stuff happens. Um, and I don't blame Coach Hobson a bit, man. Um, I, I, I some, you know, I, I want to be like Coach Hobson a lot. I wish I had the faith that he had. I wish uh, – and, and I, I think that he, he believes that Art had, had turned a corner – um, and that, uh, that he deserved that second chance. And he, I think Hop thought that he could have been the guy, uh, you know, to give him the second chance. Maybe that he was supposed to be the guy to give him the second chance. And, you and know, Rod, yeah, Rodney on the other side of it, just, just it, at the end of the day, just decided that wasn't the best idea for university. I don't know how people can fully disagree with either side. Well, and you know, Hop, like I said earlier, Hop's mistake was was putting that out there, you know. But it's like he said in the statement. He said, "I'm the head coach. He would be working underneath me." And yep. then you you look at other people that were involved at Baylor. You know, Art Brawl's son um, was the offensive co- was on the offensive staff at Houston last year. He's the offensive coordinator at Florida State right now. He was in the mix with all of this. The athletic director at Baylor is now the athletic director at Liberty. The same Liberty that just hired Hugh Freeze to be their head coach. <laughs> That's pretty rich, isn't it? Look, I mean, all these writers, um, including the local ones that ran with this, could have just as easily have spun it the other way. And maybe we're sitting in a different situation. Very, 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 very easily. Um, you could have spun it to where the second chances, the... Um, you know, if you wanted to make a parallel, like to the Mike Vick situation, right? I love dogs. I've forgiven Mike Vick. You know why? Served his sentence, got out, um, lost all the money, lost the millions, lost his job, lost his everything and made a comeback and was contrite, which everything in Art Browse has been. Uh, so I mean, don't you think so? Don't you think the writers could have, if they wanted to spun the exact things, spun the, spun the facts, um, and in, in, in painted art brows into uh, a different light, and Sutter Miss could have been 
doing the right thing, you know? Well, I don't really ha- – you know, however they paint – you know, I'm not worried about how they – I just want it to be objective. Like that's the problem I had was was the stuff that was coming out with Hobson was not objective. There's Nobody knew anything about him. This one reporter um, who got – had anonymous sources spoke about this player that didn't even get enrolled into the school. And speaking of – so speaking of that, so um, we, we talk about the, the player Charles West – who had been uh, accused of rape. Had, he was a signee at BYU. Uh, they, of course, released him. He ends up in junior college and, you know, was recruited by our coaches. They bring him in, fills out his application, does not put on there that he had been accused of such things. And, you know, like I said, it goes through the, the system and they don't allow him into school. So. Yeah, like, like, like the system worked, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I tweeted out something to the effect of everybody's up in arms about a, a player we didn't sign and a coach we didn't hire. Goodness gracious, how sudden miss is that? Uh, people threatening to jump off Eagle Club and not renew tickets off of something that didn't happen. <laughs> right, right. It's crazy now. Now, that being said, we, we sudden miss handled it super poorly. I don't know if that's an AD not, you know, uh, a full-time athletic director not being uh, – on campus right now or whatever that, I mean, I'm sure that's a liaison between the coaching staff and the president. Maybe something got lost in the shuffle. Maybe and I still don't know who leaked the initial thing. I'm not real positive why any of us know anything. We shouldn't, we shouldn't know anything. None of us should know anything outside of that leak. So I guess about a month ago, well, I say it's a month, a couple of weeks ago. So this was on uh, January the 25th, 2019. Okay. So this is Twitter and my Twitter account. And I get, a direct message from somebody uh, at USM underscore superfan. And, you know, sometimes I'll get messages from different fans that have some, you know, insight on something or they, they may know sure. something nobody else knows. They'll pass it along. So it's appreciated. So this person, it says off the record and anonymous. And then it has an article about Charles West. And below that, they say USM commit Charles West. I say, oh, wow, thanks for sharing. I was not even where he was a commit because I, I wasn't. I never even heard of him before. So then the person replies again, um, sends me a video of some altercation that he was involved in. And I replied again, he's a football commit at USM, question mark, because I'd never heard of him. And then he says, then the reply says, yes, his signing wasn't advertised. I'm assuming for obvious reasons. I said, gotcha. So because I didn't really know. I'd never heard of this player before. I didn't even know if there was any legs to it, you know, anything like that. So I go look at the person's profile and it's, they've got 12 followers. They're following 36 people. I usually try to follow fans back that follow the, our page. So looking at their timeline, they, they had only been active for a year. So they joined Twitter in February 2018 and their tweets were, were, he, were few and far between, but the the um the last tweet so when Brett McMurphy tweeted Coach Hobson's statement this person USM superfan replied to it and tagged a couple of the guys from Barstool Barstool Sports and said please for the love of all things cover this on PMT so this is somebody who had an agenda mm-hmm. this sounds like a burner account of some kind either from somebody involved in the university or I've even gone so far to say what about some of these coaches that are no longer with us? 
Could that be a possibility? Hmm. This is clearly a burner account for somebody. And I, you can't, you don't know how long the people, the person was involved. Um, but to have that kind of knowledge about a player that we were recruiting when nobody else knew anything about it and then trying to feed it to, you can call us a media source. They obviously had an agenda getting that out there that they wanted us that somebody to leak this about this player. And I didn't, I had nothing to go off. I usually wait and confirm things with a couple of different people before I throw anything out there. So there was no reason to, to put this information out without any kind of, you know, and like I said, he's not even enrolled in school. So, you know, really have reason to do that. So I, I start looking through some of this person's other tweets so um, Southern Miss Football back on December 4th tweeted, take no reps for granted and your effort goes unnoticed. Congratulations to these young men on their honors. And it was uh, the all-conference players. It's a video of the all-conference players. This person replied, maybe if they hadn't taken their reps for granted, we could have made a bowl game. Then there was a uh, a different tweet, same thing. Uh, take no reps for granted and your effort goes unnoticed. And this person replied, so wait, their efforts went unnoticed or did they actually take their reps for granted and that got them noticed? If so, if so that's a pretty cool tactic. And then it goes back and they tweeted it at, at one of the, the track and field players like back in the day. And I didn't screenshot all the tweets, but I went through and I screenshotted some of these this person's tweets. And then I shot him a message and said, who is this? And then their account was deleted. <sighs> so somebody has an axe to grind, and this person, whoever this is, was trying to get uh, – I don't know if they leaked to Nicole Auerbach with the Atlantic. I don't know if they you know, fed this information to them. I don't know what their agenda is, but it looks like this is somebody who clearly had an axe uh, uh, to grind. And you know those tweets direct the football team sounds like somebody that kind of in the know somewhat – uh, and they seem disrespectful. And then when Hop, uh, you know, releases that press statement, and then they they want somebody in Barstool Sports to talk about it, like they were trying to get more traction for it. It wasn't like they were promoting the university or anything like that. And they used the old logo. Mm-hmm. So somebody clearly had an agenda here. Very unhappy little person, right? You're right. Exactly. I don't know. I, I don't. It's just. It's. 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 It was such a mess, and uh, I feel better about it today than I did two days ago. <laughs> well, and, and that's another reason why I'm glad we let this thing breathe. And uh, because I mean, the Tuesday. If we did done a Tuesday show last week, uh, Wednesday it would have been different. Thursday it would have been different. Friday it would have been different. So I'm glad we waited, and we've got. But I don't know. I think all the facts have come out, but you know, who knows what tomorrow is going to bring. <laughs> Well, hopefully this is a point where we all can move forward. Everybody can get back on the same page. We can, there's some, there's some really solid offensive coordinator candidates out there that don't have jobs right now. And, you know, I'm not sure if it'll be any of them, but you'd have to think that they'd be given consideration. I, you know, I look at a guy like Doug Meacham, who used to be the offensive coordinator at TCU. Um, most recently he was at Kansas. He was a guy that was under consideration for our head coaching job last time around. Uh, you've got Major Applewhite, who I think it was rumored he had interviewed with Houston at one point. Um, I mean, excuse me, interviewed with Alabama to be like an analyst for them. But I mean, he was, you know, coordinator several stops. He was at Houston, you know, this past year. So he's a guy that was he at Houston this past year? He was at Houston at one point. I don't, I, I don't keep up with him, but I, you know, he's he's not a coordinator right now. So that's somebody else that could be in the mix as well. And then you got Scotty Walden. 
Um, I don't know if they're a little apprehensive on Scotty because of his age and experience, but he's a guy that, you know, we've talked about on the show, the boy wonder, you, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like there's going to be big things ahead for him. So hopefully, uh, within the next couple of weeks, we can have this, the staff squared away and move forward from there. Now, as we mentioned on, a, on another note, last Wednesday was, uh, National Signing Day. 2019, you know, the early signing day, of course, was in December where we signed the vast majority of our recruits. Uh, this past Wednesday, we signed four. Uh, the first one, Torrance Brown. I don't know if you remember Torrance Brown, but Torrance Brown was a guy that we recruited a few years back. He was committed to the Golden Eagles for the longest time, and then he flips to Penn State like the day before signing day. Mm-hmm. But Torrance ba- Brown went to Penn State. He's a team captain. Uh, 6'4", 255 pounds. I think they had him, you know, rushing off the end. But, and, you know, he was a starter. He's a team captain. He gets injured. And something to do with him getting injured his senior year, and, and I don't know the exact terminology for it, but for some reason he could not play again. It was like he was retired, and they kind of had him as a student coach. And, like, when you retire like that, you can't – come back to the same school. So he still had one year of eligibility and he wanted to play. He just couldn't play it at Penn state. So weird. He's a guy that, you know, is obviously familiar with Southern Miss. He's a, you know, incredible talent. Uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great to see him back at Southern Miss where he should have come in the first place. I under, but I get it. So that's going to be a, uh, he's got one year to play. So we'll pro I'm, I'm assuming we'll see him on the field. This spring. Up next, Avery White. He was a guy that uh, Coach Hop said his ceiling is so high. He was a linebacker from East Central High School down in Hurley, Mississippi. A lot of the folks on the coast kept up with this guy. You know, long, athletic linebacker. You know, he's a guy that, that kind of fits the mold of what they're looking for on defense right now. Yeah, I mean, it was four guys uh, that, that you know, can that, – that, after that big, after the big part of the signing class, uh, everybody wondered what we were, what we were going to do with the last few spots. And I'll tell you what, you go and you just feel needs, right? Hey, who can we get? Who can help us next year right away? And I think that's what they did with, uh, with these last four guys. Andrew Stein is a place kicker. Well, I think he, they said he can punt as well to North Shore High School down in Slidell, Louisiana. And then we have, uh, Demarcus Jones, Demo. As Hop called him, he is a, uh, they've got him listed as a wide receiver, but he is a tailback safety. They don't know where they're going to play him at this point. Hop says he's a tough physical guy from Vicksburg. He played the last season at Northwest Mississippi Community College. So he's a guy they could line up at safety. They could bring him in and let him play the slot. Very, very fast guy, big guy. Um, he kind of, um, you know, compared him to, Oh, who was the guy? Who was the wide receiver that we had from Vicksburg this this past season? Why am I going, drawing a blank? Ah, uh, man, I'm in baseball. I'm, I'm in baseball and basketball mode. I know you got me. But that's who Hop compared it. He was really quick. Played all the slide. Anyways, I'm sure somebody will tweet at us about it. But <laughs> probably <laughs> so, Nathan Hosey. Probably Nathan. Oh God, don't remind me. <laughs> so. I guess we, we talked about signing day. We talked about all the drama of the past week. Some of this stuff we'll save for another show. Um, you know, the football schedule came out. We'll break that down at some point. But, you know, as we finished up 2018 with, with to the top talk, uh, we had a couple of rants about basketball and the, the situation with basketball and basketball has kind of 
started to find its footing right now, Jason. Can you update us on what's going on with Southern Miss basketball right now? Okay, last week, um, this is the first time in a long time that I felt like there was some sort of buzz at all with the basketball program, and it was warranted. We had a three-game winning streak. Um, Once we got into conference play, uh, you know, these guys really started to turn it on. And um, last week, we beat Louisiana Tech 73-71 to on Saturday. Uh, It was an overtime win. It was a nail-biter the entire time. Uh, There was a great crowd on hand. A fantastic crowd on hand. Um, not maybe not back into like the heyday, but uh, I want to say is around fifty four hundred or so that they announced. Or I think 40, I think I think it was forty six if I'm not forty six somewhere around there. So you know, not completely full, but a solid crowd. And I tell you what, there's something about that little place. I don't know what it is, but when it does get loud, uh, it doesn't look as like it doesn't matter that it's not the most. Uh, it's not the most up-to-date uh, facility or anything like that. It's just like for everything they did wrong with that place, um, they did the acoustics right somehow. <laughs> and it really gets loud. It was cool to see that once again. Um, the crowd was into it. Alvin Kamara was in the house for whatever reason. I think he's boys with Tyree Griffin uh, sitting courtside. That was cool. Um, lots of people. Um, Alvin Kamara. He had tweeted about like leading up to the game, and he's he's been all season. He's been tweeting out highlights of Tyree Griffin, and leading up to the game, he kind of you know hinted that he may be coming, and then the day before, he said he's coming. So a lot of people came out to see Alvin. Um, Cameron Tom was there sitting with uh, Alvin as yeah. well, which was really cool. And then uh, you know after the game, Kamara was tweeting about it, and and today he had a tweet, you know, hey, watching my boy at the game, and it was a, a picture of him in the seats at Southern Miss. So that was really awesome. I know a lot of people were excited to see him out there. And, I mean, what a good guy. He fits New Orleans to a T. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was a uh, – at one point they, they showed him on our on one of our video boards uh, during a timeout. And um, at that point, you know, the student section started with the Who Dad chant. And he was – he kind of gave – you know, he pumped his fist in the air. And uh, it was cool, man. It was really cool to see him there. Just celebrities everywhere. Coach, Coach Bauer and Debbie. Which they've made a lot of games this year, uh, but they're kind of sitting towards the end court side as well. And there was there was a, there was a buzz all day long. I really thought we were going to blow it, <laughs> but um, uh, the refs were absolutely, referees were absolutely ridiculous again. But that's nothing new. I think they went to the monitor like eight times to review stuff. Um, the game took forever. Um, but real quick, I got some players of note. Uh, Cortez Edwards, which everybody knows, that's my favorite player from the last four years. Dude is an absolute warrior. Uh, super active hands in the passing lanes all day. Just disrupted everything. All the flow La Tech was, was trying to get going. He ended up playing 41 minutes, uh, 21 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. Heck of a line right there. The sophomore phenom, Ladavius Drain, 27 minutes, 4 of 6 from 3-point range, including a huge one with about 30 seconds to go in the game. He was also clutch from the free throw line. When he got fouled, he didn't miss. He went six for six and ended up with 22 points. That's 22 points in 27 minutes from a true sophomore. That's awesome. Um, Tyree Griffin, we talked about him, played 42 minutes. The 40 minutes of regulation plus the five, so dude only sat out three minutes. And that might, I mean, that's a lot in itself, but don't forget, as Doc pointed out in the uh, post game with, with, uh, Cox, this guy handles the ball, brings it up every single time, and guards the other team's point guard in what is most of the time a man defense. So that's incredible. If you think about the amount of – I wonder how many miles that guy runs and just seems to never tire. Um, 
And also, uh, so Tyree, he had 10.6 assists. And got to give it up for Leonard, Leonard Harper Baker, really being uh, tough down low. Um, 35 minutes, 8.9 rebounds. And just dude plays hard, plays with a swagger. And I'm glad we got him on our team. And just overall, man, it was just a super, super fun day. Um, nail biter to the end. Great win. I hope that translates into Thursday, which is uh, Valentine's Day. So I can't think of a better place to spend Valentine's Day than Red Green Coliseum. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure my wife's going to love that. But, hey, I'll throw, in a, I'll throw in a large nacho and see if I get away with it. That's a good strategy. So, yeah, you've got games <laughs> uh, coming up this Thursday, February 14th, against UTSA, and this Saturday against UTEP. Uh, the, the Thursday game, February 14th, is 7 p.m., and then Saturday is 2 p.m. Now, right now, Southern Miss – fifth place in the standings. And the reason this is important is because we still have five games left in the regular season, but they did this thing with pods this year. And what we mean by pods is, so after next Saturday, however everybody finishes up, they're going to put them into pods. So the top five teams will be in a pod. The next five teams will be in a pod and the final four teams will be in a pod. And they will play the other teams in their pod to finish out the schedule. They did this to try to help with RPI, um, you know, so that so that the higher seeded teams, you know, so the teams that higher an RPI, maybe they would have a better shot at making the tournament as an at large if they had tougher RPI games down the stretch. So that was kind of the train of thought with this. So if we can win both these games, we're a lot for the that top five place. Now, with being in the the top pod, being in the top five, if you can manage to make your way into the top four for the conference tournament, you get a buy. Hmm. during the conference tournament. So um, if you don't get into that top, regardless of what you do, you're still going to stay in that pod. And, you know, so if you're in the second pod down, you can't jump above fifth, uh, sixth place. If you're in the top five, you can't fall below fifth place, fifth seed. So this is really important as, as far as, you know, how things will play out for the Golden Eagles. Obviously, I wouldn't expect us to have any shot at an at-large bid. But, uh, you know, it, it, getting that by, I think it's crucial. Some people say, well, you, you know, it keeps you fresh or whatever. But to me, you always like to have that extra day of rest. Hey, you know, Southern Miss basketball is, uh, you know, kind of relevant again. Uh, we have something to look forward to with Southern Miss basketball. And that's really all you can ask uh, after the last few years. So, um, so yeah, we, I, mean, I think we're, we're probably, I guess you would consider us the hottest team in the league right now. Absolutely. Um, coming down to this this RPI booster system that we've put into place, I mean, it remains to be seen whether it's going to uh, play out that way or not. But um, I don't know. You know, we find ourselves in a pretty good spot. I don't think anybody that's ahead of us wants to play us right now. North Texas barely beat us. Uh, Western barely beat us. Um, I think I think we lost by three to Old Dominion. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm I'm. Uh, I'm 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 looking forward to Thursday, and if we can win that one, then it, it the rest of the it's, it's very pivotal, you know. But the last four years we got into this part of the season and it just hadn't mattered at all. So we got something to look forward to, and we're hot, you know. We're hot. Let's see if we can keep it going. Southern's baseball also kicking off this weekend. Got a three-game series against the Purdue Bowlermakers. No word if Drew Brees is going to be in the house or not. But <laughs> it's, it's going to get kicked off this Friday, February 15th at 4 p.m. 
versus Purdue, then 4 p.m. on Saturday and 1 p.m. on Sunday. Then on February the 20th, we will be taking on the Troy Trojans at home as well. Also, man, I tell you who's been on a tear lately. Softball. Mm. Holy True. cow, man. They're undefeated, just, huh? Uh, yeah, they're just out there crushing it right now. I mean, you, you, you gotta be happy. I mean, what Coach Hogue's gone through, what these gals have, have done has been tremendous. So yeah, they're five and oh right now. They had victories this past weekend over Houston Baptist, Central Arkansas, Tennessee Tech, and, uh, Central Baptist again. And then, on Sunday, they defeated Jackson State. So they, they came out guns blazing. I mean, you're looking at final scores of eight to nothing, 12 to four, eight to six, nine to one, and then nine to one again. So they, it looks like they're playing some defense and lighting up the scoreboard. And I think I saw a tweet, um, from the, uh, new marketing guy, uh, that we were like 16 season tickets away from breaking the all time record. So that's cool. Uh, definitely going in a good direction. Did you see who bought four of them? Jamie Arrington. No, Jamie Arrington is broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the coach from Alabama he tweeted, really? bought four of them. He said, yeah, 12 left to go. So, wow. Yeah, pretty cool move on his part. Hey, we'll take all we can get. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta get I, I gotta I gotta get out there and watch some softball games, man. I should kick myself in the butt for not doing it more often, but I, I, I love Coach Hogue. And I like everything they do. I just I just don't make it out to any games. So that's that's my resolution. That's one of my resolutions right there. Make it to some softball games this year. Uh, Patrick Murphy is his name. He t- he he tweeted. He took he quoted Wendy Wendy Hogue's tweet asking about 16 tickets left to go, and he says USM softball fans help out Coach Hogue down to 12 to set their season ticket record. So he 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 went out. That's awesome. Four tickets. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so pretty cool there. So roll tide or whatever to him and his, his team. <laughs> um, well, let's shut it down, dude. Great being back on here. Thanks for you guys. Thanks to all of you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well. We're on Instagram at to the top talk. Uh, Jason voting starts Valentine's day, Thursday. Tell them about it. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys get out. You go to festivalsouth.org. You look for the arts, culture, and entertainment category. Scroll down to best local podcast and make sure you vote. And like we said earlier, whatever kind of IP address that you have, I would utilize every single one of them. Vote for us. Vote, 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 vote. We finally got nominated. They created a category. We're in it. Um, vote for us. Let's 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 win this thing. And I wanted to real quick give a couple shout outs uh, at Fourth Street Bar the other day before the game. I ran into a few to the top talk listeners, Ray and Millie Dodson from up around Jackson, I believe. Ryan Worsham, um, Steve Farmer drove up from New Orleans. Good hanging out with Steve. Um, uh, Reagan Grant met him at the game and our good friend Patty McCarty always drives down. So anyway, wanted to give shout outs to those guys and really enjoyed uh, talking with every one of them. I want to give a shout-out to our friends at collegesportsunfiltered.com. Be sure you go check them out. Also, look for To the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Spread the black and gold gospel. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell the haters. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.